Hi, thanks for tuning in to Holy Spirit Feed. I'm Jen Johnson. I'm excited to share what God has been showing me. I'm praying that your spiritual ears and eyes will be open to hear and see what Holy Spirit has for you. I titled what I'm going to speak about today, Say What? We're going to talk about our words. In Genesis chapter 1, it says, And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. Later on, it says, And God said, Let there be a vault between the waters. And God said, Let the water under the sky be gathered to one place. Then God said, Let the land produce vegetation. So he said it, and it was so. He said it, and it was so. He just kept saying things, and they kept happening. Now we are made in his image, and we are to do the same. Romans 4.17, speaking of Abraham, it says, As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. He is our father in the sight of God, in whom he believed. The God who gives life to the dead and calls into being things that were not. Another version says, The God who brings the dead back to life and who creates new things out of nothing. So how does he do that? He speaks it into existence, and we are to do the same. We need to stop listening to everything the world or commercials or media is telling you about you and start telling the world who you are in Christ. Everything we hear affects us. Whether you are speaking or a friend or you just overhear something, maybe it's a commercial. There's a rule in marketing that if you hear something seven times, then you will take action on it or you will um, remember it or believe it. Some say it's five times, but the agreed upon thing is that it's repetition. So as you're watching that Burger King commercial for that new plant-based burger, you might be thinking, I'm not going to buy that. I'm not even a vegetarian. But if you see it enough times and you listen to it, then think again, because you're probably going to go and get that burger. Let's see how Jesus handled things, speaking to things in the Bible. In Mark 11, verses 12 through 14, it says, The next day, as they were leaving Bethany, Jesus was hungry, seeing in the distance a fig tree in leaf, He went to find out if it had any fruit. When he reached it, he found nothing but leaves, because it was not the season for figs. Then he said to the tree, May no one ever eat fruit from you again. And his disciples heard him say it. Next it says in verse 20, so we go a little further, In the morning, as they went along, they saw the fig tree withered from the roots. Peter remembered and said to Jesus, Rabbi, look, the fig tree you cursed has withered. Now, this is important. We need to pay attention here. So Jesus said to the tree, he cursed it, and then the disciples heard him say it. So that's important. And then the next morning, the roots, it talks about that. It talks about how the fig tree had withered from the roots. So the roots were dead immediately, but it took some time to show on the outside. So as you're using your words to declare things, to speak things into existence, we need to remember it might not show immediately on the outside, but things have happened. We need to have faith that when we speak, it makes a difference. Jesus replied to the disciples as Peter had said that. He said, have faith in God, Jesus answered. Truly I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what they say will happen, it will be done for them. So if anyone says, some versions say whosoever, so you're an anyone, you are a whosoever. The things that you say matter. It makes a difference. And it's important to say, or that it says here, do not doubt. If you don't doubt in your heart, but you believe in your heart, then what you say will happen. Have you ever heard the saying, be careful what you wish for? I'm sure we've all heard that. And what that means is don't say something unless you mean it, because you might actually get it. Now, Satan is the author and the father of all lies. 
we shouldn't just flippantly say something like, I hate you, or I'm never going to talk to you again, especially if you don't really mean it. Because once it's said, you can't take it back. It's out in the atmosphere. Has anyone ever said something to you? I'm sure this has happened to all of us, but something that hurt so bad at the moment, then later they said sorry, but the damage had already been done. There is forgiveness for that. Praise the Lord, because of Jesus, we can forgive that or or others can forgive us, and that's important. But we also need to think about the words that we say because they're, they're eternal. You know, they go on forever. Think about this. David prayed, and it took the angel 21 days to get there. The prayer was still active and, and happening, and it was still valid, but it took some time for the angel to get there. In Revelation 5, 8, it says, this is speaking of the four living creatures and the 24 elders. Each one had a harp, and they were holding golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of God's people. So God is keeping our prayers that we say. We say those, and he's collecting those. So that's important. I heard a story recently from a speaker, and he had talked about how his family had pecan trees and they at one point in time did really well and then his father had passed away and no one was caring for them. So one year they actually just wound up getting only like five to 10 pounds of pecans. So he decided that he was going to use this principle of speaking over the trees. So he would speak life over those trees. He would say, you're going to grow. You're going to be abundant. You're going to have lots of fruit. It's going to be amazing. He would speak truth over these trees And that next year, they wound up getting like over 600 pounds of pecans. Like, that's amazing. It's important. Every word you speak is like a seed. And you reap what you sow. So be speaking life. Proverbs 18.21 says, The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. That's huge. So sow life, not death. Be thinking of what you're saying and speak life. Recently, I was with my great niece and she I was actually with my niece and my great niece was going to get off the bus and she's old enough to get off the bus and let herself in the house we were on our way home from the store and she got there just a couple minutes before we did so when we got there we saw her and she was we could tell she was upset about something so we got in the house and I was able to talk to her about you know what's going on and she was explaining that she couldn't get in the door I guess that the top lock was locked and she didn't realize it and so she kind of just got scared for a minute, and she, she didn't realize that she had to undo both locks, even though she had done it before, but she just didn't think about that. And so she started talking about how she was afraid, and I said, you know, you need to know that Jesus is always with you. Even when you have a problem, especially then, you need to stop and ask him. He has a creative solution for you. He can help you through that. He's always with you no matter what you go through. And she starts saying, well, you know, what if this happens, or what if that happens, and all these different what-if things. And I said, you can play that game if you want to, but that's not really going to help you. What you need to do is ask God to help. Just receive his comfort. And she says, well, what if I die? You know, she just throws that out there. And I hear in the background her little sister, who is just four, and she says, Zoe, you're not going to die soon. It was just (laughs) very blunt and almost comical, but you know what? It was the truth. Like she at four years old, she knows to speak, Hey, you're not going to die soon. So don't say that. And so I just talked through that. And that's true. Sometimes Satan will just drop that thought in your head because he speaks death. He's the author of that, but God would always speak life. We need to not just start speaking life, but we also, you know, first we need to stop speaking death. 
Have you ever tried to spray like air freshener over something that like really smells horrible? I remember a friend of mine, her husband was out of the country and her garage freezer had gotten unplugged. She didn't realize it for a few days. And by the time she got to it, it just, everything was thawed. And you know, you, you usually keep meat out in that garage freezer, things, you know, just extra surplus that you're not using right away. And it was meat and she needed help. So she asked my husband to come and help and get everything out of there. And he said it was horrible. Her husband, he was from Africa and he liked goat. And so it was a lot of like thawed, warm, smelly goat. And my husband said he, you know, he almost threw up a couple times, but they made it through. They got it out of there. So you can't just, you know, go on and, and spray some air freshener. You got to get the dead stinky goat out of there first. Okay. Life and death, they're like oil and water. Like they don't mix. So you got to get the death out of there. I also hear a lot of times people, they call their spouse like old man or old lady or something like that. I'm like, that is so wrong. Don't do that. Or even if you call yourself old or you say, I'm, I'm old or I'm fat, and then you laugh. Like, I don't think that's funny. I'm always like, don't do that to your spouse. Because if you're saying that you're old, then you're saying that they're married to somebody old. So that's not awesome. Don't do that to them. And I'm not speaking of age. Everybody is every age at some point in time. But don't speak that over yourself. Speak that you are you know, young at heart and that you are um, healthy and that your body is young and that you're youthful. Speak those things over yourself. I also think, you know, sometimes you say those things and we're trying to be funny, but I have a rule of thumb. If it's not funny, then it's not a joke. So don't do it. If it's a joke, it has to be funny in order for it to be an actual joke. That's not funny. So don't say it. I also hear maybe more women than men, but, and maybe some men, but I hear people cursing their bodies. They'll, they'll look in the mirror and they'll say, my thighs are so big or my hair is so thin. We shouldn't be doing that. We need to look in the mirror and we need to bless our body. We need to bless our skin, our hips, our, you know, our arms, whatever it is. We need to be cursing things like wrinkles. I do that all the time. Or we need to curse cancer or sickness. But we need to bless our skin. We need to bless our health, our mobility, our joints, things like that. We just need to be blessing our body. We don't need to speak curses over it. You'll hear those blessings as you're releasing blessing over your body and you'll begin to have faith for it. And that would change your behavior. Maybe you'll take a walk or eat better because that's what you're hearing. You're hearing that you're healthy. So that will have some fruit in your life. But you need to start saying it and stop saying the wrong thing. You have to believe it. Or it just won't work for you. Hebrews 11, 6 says, Without faith, it's impossible to please God. But the good news is, He's given you a measure of faith. Everyone has been given a measure of faith. You just have to choose to activate it and speak it out. Let's talk for a minute about strongholds. So the definition of a stronghold is a place that has been fortified so as to protect it against attack. We can create strongholds with our words like fortresses around you. First Corinthians says you have the mind of Christ. We usually think something and then we say it. So we need to access God's thoughts, find out what he's thinking, and then speak it. That's called prophesying. Paul said, I would rather that you all prophesy. That says all. So all can prophesy. So find out what God is thinking and speak what God is saying. Steve Backlund says this about thoughts. The highest level of spiritual warfare is the decision to think higher than what you are feeling and experiencing. 
I'll say that again. So the highest level of spiritual warfare is the decision to think higher than what you are feeling and experiencing. So thoughts and words are weapons. Weapons that are mighty for pulling down wrong strongholds, and they're also mighty for building up the right ones. I heard a pastor tell a story one time that he had been asked to go to the hospital and visit a family member of one of his families in his church, and there was a man in the hospital, he had just turned 50, and he was having health problems, and he had slipped into a coma. The pastor was on the way to the hospital, he was just asking the Lord in the car, you know, what am I, how do you want me to pray for this man, you know, what am I walking into, just communing with the Lord. And he just heard the Lord say, you're not going to be able to change the outcome. And that was kind of surprising to him. I'm just going to stop right there before I finish that story because we need to know that we are all called to heal the sick, to cast out demons, to cleanse the lepers, to raise the dead. We are all called to that. It's very clear. That said, I will tell you there's a couple of times, just a few times, where the Lord has actually spoken to me and said, don't pray for that person. Or he's, he's told me to pray in a different way than I normally would. And that's just something that we need to trust God with. It's not a formula that you can follow every time. The connection with him is so important that he wants us to go to him with every situation, each time we pray, every time we minister, and connect with him and find out how to do that. That's what Jesus did. He said what the Father was saying, and he did what the Father was doing. So this pastor wound up going to the hospital. You know, I'm sure that he, I think he said he prayed with the family and comforted them and did what he, what he thought he could. And then at some point, the man passed away. And at the funeral, the pastor was speaking with the mom, and she said, he always said he wouldn't make it past 50. So basically, at that point, the pastor knew what was going on and why, he didn't, why God told him he wasn't going to be able to change the outcome because this man had word-cursed himself. He had used his free will to do that, and I'm sure that that started as a joke because, you know, you've heard people say those things before. But if he just kept saying it, then eventually he believed it and his body followed. Ever had anyone speak a label over you? Like the smart one or the funny one, the athletic one? Like those are good labels, I guess. But we need to be careful, especially as parents. That's a lot to live up to. You know, better said, you know, you are really smart or you are really athletic. You know, but that's not their identity. That's someone's char- a characteristic about them. That's not actually like who they are. So it's important to think about that, but think about other labels, like you're the clumsy one or the dumb one or the kid nobody likes. A lot of these things happen even as we're children and we don't really know how to process those and we just believe them. And then eventually we get to adulthood and realize that we're believing lies about ourselves because we've received a label that someone else spoke over us. So we need to be canceling word curses like that. We need to renounce those labels. We need to come out of agreement with those. So how do we even know if we're believing something like that? We're just going to take a minute and do an activation. We're going to connect with Holy Spirit. We're going to ask him a question. He's going to respond. God speaks to us. We can hear him through pictures or just a thought, or we might sense something, but he is speaking. We just need to tune in and listen to him. So I'm going to ask a question. I'll ask the question twice and give you a moment to receive the answer. And then with this type of a thing, a label that was, that was wrong, that doesn't agree with God's word, 
uh, word curse, that's that type of thing. We need to renounce those. We need to get rid of those. So I'll walk you through that as well. And then we'll just ask the Holy Spirit, you know, what he thinks about us at the tail end of this. So go ahead and close your eyes if you can. Just be ready to receive from Holy Spirit. So Holy Spirit, what have I spoken over myself or what has someone else spoken over me that I need to cancel? Holy Spirit, what have I spoken over myself or someone else spoken over me that I need to cancel? And so if you got something, this is what this looks like to renounce it. Jesus, I renounce the fact that I am stupid. I do not agree with that any longer. I cancel that over myself. And then what we're going to do now, we've gotten rid of the word curse or the label that, wasn't, was, that didn't reflect what God thought of us. And we're just going to ask Holy Spirit to come. We're going to say, Holy Spirit, what do you say about me? Holy Spirit, what do you say about me? So some of you may have heard just the opposite of whatever that word curse was, and that would make sense. And you can do this whenever you want to. You may need to revisit that. Just take a few moments with the Lord. If you need to pause this podcast, that's fine. Just come back to it. I'm going to move on. But the important thing before I do that is to just let you know you need to get rid of the lie and you need to ask the Lord what's the truth. In Romans 10, 17, it says, So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So who wants to strengthen their faith? I hope you all said, I do, I do. So my question for you is, how many times... On average, in a day, do you hear the Word of God? You know, maybe through a podcast or maybe just something like that? Or are you speaking the Word of God over yourself, over your circumstances, over your situation? So speak the Word of God. You need to learn it and then speak it. That's a promise or a principle. If you do this, this will happen. If you hear the Word of God, your faith will be strengthened. If faith comes by hearing, then doubt does as well. So are you listening to doubt? Or are you speaking doubt? Example, you might say, well, that, that'll never work. You might have an idea, that'll never work. Or, hey, don't get your hopes up. You know, we're Christians. We need to get our hopes up. If anybody can get their hopes up, it's us. We have the hope of the world in us, Jesus. When you have a problem or a struggle, you know, don't speak over it. I can't do this. I'm not organized. I'm not fast enough. Confess over it who you are in Christ. 2 Corinthians 2.14 says, now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. That's awesome. You are triumphant in that situation and in all situations. So speak that over whatever problem or struggle you're having. Like, do you honestly think that Jesus doesn't have the answer to whatever your problem is? He does. Holy Spirit is a genius. And he has the answer, and he's ready and willing to give it to you. But you have to believe it. You have to get it from the Lord and then speak it out over your situation, over your circumstance, and then speak it again. In case you missed it earlier, we talked about uh, part of our mission here on earth is to call that which is not as if it were. Okay? So if something's not already here, we call it here. We're calling forth on earth as it is in heaven. Will you say, well, it's just not that way you know, my life is hard. Things don't always work out. Exactly. That's what you're here for. You're here for calling forth what is right and what's in heaven. So it is that way. Sometimes it just needs to be said. 
It needs to be declared. I've also heard lots of people say the saying, it is what it is. And I say, no, it is what you make it or what you call forth. If you're speaking in agreement with what God says over you, it's a done deal. He leads you into, what does that verse say? It's triumph. He leads you into triumph. And that leads, meaning you have to follow his lead. It's like a bridle in a horse's mouth. That's how we tell the horse what to do. That's the concept. So he's giving you the option to believe and agree with your mind and your mouth to bring it into existence. So we have not because we ask not. It takes our words of agreement to make it happen. If anyone believes in their heart and confesses with their mouth, if anyone calls on the name of the Lord, they shall be saved. That's how we get saved. So it's obviously important. The words that we speak are important. Or even that childhood uh, story that we've all heard with the train. I think I can. I think I can. We need to say, I know I can. I know I can. If you get a you know strategy from the Lord, you know you can. So we need to declare that. For every problem you have, God has a victory. So get the strategy from him and then speak it. Start confessing your new nature, who you are after salvation. That old man is dead. Maybe you were unorganized or not smart, but the new you has the mind of Christ. You have peace, you have joy, etc. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. We all know that verse. So what is all things? That's all things. I mean, that's pretty simple. We're going to activate that right now, and we're going to take a moment and ask Holy Spirit a question about the all things that we can do through Christ. So close your eyes, and Holy Spirit, what have you called me to do that I can do in Christ? Holy Spirit, what have you called me to do that I can do in Christ? So we don't ignore the facts of a situation. I'm not talking about that. Sometimes we have to make decisions, um, but we declare the higher truth about it. You may be physically in the natural in a certain situation, but the higher truth is that Jesus came that you would have freedom. You are free in your spirit, free in Christ. He has a good outcome for you in every circumstance. Luke 6, 45 says, A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart, and an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. Another version says, Out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. It's both making a conscious effort to not say the things that you shouldn't, and instead say what you should. So it's truth versus lie. And then also working with God to get your heart fixed so the wrong words don't even come out. You're being transformed by the renewing of your mind. You're so busy speaking the right that the wrong isn't even on the radar. There's a really good video on YouTube. It's an older one, but it's just a water experiment. Basically, they take water and they speak good words over it, or they write the word thank you on a piece of paper and they tape it to the jar or the container that it's in, or they play soft, positive music versus playing heavy metal or words of death. And then they freeze the water and they see what happens. And the results are amazing. The words that were good, that were spoken over water, that water, when it gets frozen, turns into like beautiful snowflakes with all these awesome designs. And the other water turns out deformed and discolored and, and it just doesn't look right. It looks bad. When we consider that 60 to 70% of our body is water, think about that. As you're hearing words that are negative, that are not life, things are not going well. <laughs> if water, if that experiment is even partially right. 
your body's not going to receive that in a good way. But it's going to hear good words, the positive words, and it's going to be a good result. Also, 70% of the earth is water. So it's important to speak just like those pecan trees. Speak over your environment. So as I close, I'm just going to bless you all. And I want you to, before I do that, I want you to just think about this final thing. Think about what you speak over yourself. Think about what you speak over others, the things around you and your circumstances. And always speak life. I'm going to go ahead and say a blessing over you. And I really want you to receive this. Don't just hear it, but actually receive it. I bless you with peace. I bless you with a sound mind. I bless you with joy. <laughs> and I bless you to have a healthy spirit, soul, and body. Thanks for joining me on Holy Spirit Feed. I'll see you next time.